Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. Vintage Church is a movement of truth, love, and community. For more information, visit VintageChurchNola.com. Here is this week's message. Jesus' disciples were hopeless. Their Messiah and Lord was executed as a criminal. They had scattered and were hiding for fear of their lives. They thought Jesus was going to change everything, but his life and ministry were cut short. Planning to return to life as normal, they were in total shock when three days later, Jesus' grave was empty. What had happened? Jesus had resurrected from the grave, restoring hope. And today, as we look at another New Testament letter, the Apostle Peter wrote 30 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, he was telling other disciples of the hope they now had. And some 2,000 years later, today, Peter still speaks to us reminding us of the hope we have today. Welcome again to Vintage Church. If I've never met you before, my name is Dustin Turner. I serve as the lead pastor of Vintage Church. And today is the day, it's the most important day that we get to celebrate every year. Regardless of whether we're in a physical location, meeting together, or we are in, at home in our pajamas. Today is Easter Sunday when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The reason that even in the midst of a pandemic, we have hope. And today on Easter Sunday, I want to give you three truths about the resurrection from a letter that Peter, the apostle of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus, wrote to Christians nearly 2,000 years years ago. If you have a Bible or you have an app on your phone, you can turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. If you're new to the Bible, you turn more toward the back end of the New Testament and you will find this letter. And we're going to start in verse 3. Here's what Peter says some 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus to these Christians. And here's what he says to us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, 
obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The first truth that I want you to hear on this Easter is this. Faith in Jesus' resurrection assures us of hope. If there is anything that we need right now, it is hope. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our faith in that resurrection assures us of the hope that we can have. The Jesus, the entire reason Jesus came to earth can be summed up in one word, gospel. The word gospel means good news. And the good news of Jesus Christ begins actually in the very beginning of the Bible. In Genesis 1 and 2. As a part of God's design, he created everything perfectly. But it was because of our parents' sin, Adam and Eve, their disobedience to God, sin entered our world, and now we live in a state of brokenness. And while there might be many different ways that we try to heal and fix our brokenness, the answer is found in the gospel. The death of Jesus that we just celebrated and remembered on Good Friday and the resurrection of Jesus that we're remembering today and celebrating today. And the Bible says about the gospel that when we repent of our sins, when we turn away from the way we have been living, recognizing we're not living the way that God wants us to live, and we turn in faith to follow Jesus, the Bible says we recover and pursue God's original design. That's the hope that we have, that we would come to the gospel of Jesus believing in his death and his resurrection. I want you to be reminded of what Peter says here, of what the resurrection assures us. The, the way that he describes it is he uses three descriptions. Number one, he says it's a living hope. It's an active, living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's not a pipe dream. It's a living hope. Look at what else he calls it. An imperishable, undefiled, and unfading inheritance. I mean, you might have an inheritance and you're hoping, maybe if it's in the stock market, you're hoping, hey, that I have some of it left. And what Peter is wanting to remind us of is because of the resurrection of Jesus, that inheritance, that living hope is imperishable, undefiled, unfading. It's never going away. It's not going to be touched. And then he summarizes it best when he calls it our salvation. Because Jesus didn't stay dead, but because he rose up out of the grave, defeating sin, death, and hell, we can be saved. We can be made right with God. We can recover and pursue God's original design for our lives. That's what the resurrection promises us. Why, then, does the resurrection assure us of hope. I want, I want to share with you what one commentator says, what one theologian says about the resurrection. He says this, he says, our hope is anchored in the past. Jesus rose. Our hope remains in the present. Jesus lives. And our hope is completed in the future because Jesus is coming. We can be assured of hope because of what we've seen God do through Jesus in the past. We can have hope today even when all of our circumstances look bleak, knowing 
that Jesus rose from the grave defeating sin, death, and hell. We can know that we know that we know that we have salvation, that we have that living hope because of the resurrection of Jesus. The Bible often describes it as that first fruits. Because Jesus rose from the grave, we too know that we will raise from the grave. And we can trust God because God has been faithful in the past. Now, think about that in your own life. I mean, you might be struggling to trust God. I want you to think back to maybe a relationship that you've had where you can trust that person today because they've been faithful to their word in the past. I mean, I think about Drew Brees for our city. How many times has he not only played incredibly, incredibly well on the field, but how many times has he stepped up and served our city, cared for our city, loved our city? And so we trust Drew Brees. We trust that he will continue to work and fight for the city of New Orleans. God is the same way. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can trust that he's fighting and working and will keep our salvation. And so the question for us is, where should our faith be placed? And what I want to remind you, it should be placed in God and what he has done for us. Look at what Peter says. In, in these few verses, in verses 3 through 5, he reminds us over and over again. He says, it's according to his great mercy. That's not our great mercy. It's God's great mercy in our lives. He has caused us to be born again. That is, God has caused us to be born again. It talks about the, the gift of salvation, this living hope, this inheritance being kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded. It's God who is protecting our inheritance and our salvation. And so listen, it's not about our faith. It's about what we have our faith in, who God is and what God has done for us. Again, hear what one commentator says. Faith is not our achievement, but trust in God's achievement. And so we can be assured of hope because of our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not because of our faith, but because of what we are placing our trust in. Jesus and His resurrection. And so my question for you is, what have you placed your faith in? Have you placed your faith in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? The second hope this morning that I want you to see is that trials prove the genuineness of our faith. Trials prove the genuineness of our faith. If you go back and you look at verses 6 through 7, Peter says all kinds of things, and it's odd, you think, that he would say this, that in the face of hope, he would then bring up trials. But you can have a hope in the midst of a trial. Look at what he says. He says, you have been grieved by various trials. Right now, where we're at, we're in a trial. We're in a trial as we battle the coronavirus and the COVID-19. We're in a trial knowing whether or not our friends or our loved ones are going to live or whether or not we're going to have a job or whether or not what the future might look like, the uncertainty and the anxiety that we have. It is a trial. And what Peter wants us to know is that trials 
prove the genuineness of our faith. Trials should not destroy our faith. Trials should strengthen our faith. He uses an illustration of, of a refiner's fire. If you've ever seen uh, precious metals being refined, they use a crucible and literally they heat this fire up to where any of the impurities on the metal is burned away. So what is left is what is pure, whether it's pure gold or some other precious metal. And what he's saying is, listen, life is like a crucible. There are going to be trials and there are going to be difficulties and tribulations where your faith is tested and the impurities are removed. Trials refine our faith and they prove the genuineness of our faith. And what Peter wants us to see here as we think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that compared to our living hope, the hope that we have because of the resurrection of Jesus, our trials are temporary. Don't forget what he says here. He says, now for a little while. Knowing, listen, guys, you're going through a trial right now, but in comparison to the hope that you have because of the resurrection of Jesus, it's temporary. The hope is eternal. It's often been attributed to him. It's a quote by Charles Spurgeon, who was a 19th century pastor and preacher. And the quote says this, he says, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. In this moment, we don't like to think about our trials. We don't like to see how God might be using trials in our lives to test and purify our faith. But trials bring us back, not to ourselves, but to the only place where we can find hope. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so my question for you is this, how is your faith being strengthened? Right now in this moment, the trial of the coronavirus should not be weakening your faith, but strengthening your faith because you know that you have a hope that will outlast the coronavirus. The third truth that I want you to hear on this Easter is this from verses 8 and 9. Persevering faith leads to lasting salvation. In those two verses, one of the things that Peter says is this He says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him. And there's something going on here, because don't forget who Peter is. Peter is the apostle that is with Jesus. And so Peter spent time with the physical Jesus. He saw the physical Jesus. He was there for the resurrection. But these Christians that he's writing to have never seen Jesus. They've never experienced the physical resurrected Jesus in front of them. And what Peter is reminding them of is he said, listen, even though you've not seen him, you love him. Even though you've not seen him, you believe in him. And he's getting at this persevering faith leading to lasting salvation. 
that they can have faith that lasts till the end despite having not seen or touched or heard the physical Jesus. And so for you and I, I want us to think about this question. What is the outcome of our faith? What does Peter say? He says it's the salvation of our souls. That that persevering faith would lead to lasting salvation. I want you to hear a few of these statements. Scripture always has the end in mind. We struggle with that. We're often right in the present, thinking about today, struggling to see not the end of our lives, but the end of time when Jesus comes back and returns. And without denying the pain of the present trial, Peter affirms what matters most, the future salvation of our souls. I want you to hear that. Without denying the pain of the present trial, Peter affirms what matters most, the future salvation of our souls. But hear me out on this. The outcome of our faith cannot be salvation unless we persevere in faith. The outcome of our salvation, of our faith, cannot be salvation unless we persevere in faith. I'm not telling you that your faith is what saves you. Remember, our faith is found in what? Not us, not how strong our faith is, but in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what Peter is reminding this church and these Christians, and what I want you to hear this day on Easter is that you need to believe between now and the rest of your lives that you would have persevering faith. One of the things that I get so annoyed about is when I buy a product, whether it's a shoe or an electronic or a car or whatever, and it doesn't last. And what Peter is reminding us, if we want stuff to last forever, why shouldn't our faith last forever? In this present trial, whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's something going on specific to your life, in this present trial, don't stop believing. Jesus is our hope for today. And Jesus is our hope for tomorrow. So my question for you is, will your faith persevere until the end in this moment is your faith being strengthened but will your faith persevere till the end because don't forget here's the reality right the reality is that sooner or later the coronavirus will pass but something else will come up And you need faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that will persevere until the end. Today is Easter Sunday. And in the midst of such great hope, we face an immense trial. And my prayer for you is that you would find your hope in the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. And so I want to remind you of those three questions that I asked you throughout this sermon. Number one, what have you placed your faith in? Is it in the resurrection of Jesus or is it in something else? Number two, how's your faith being strengthened? Right now, regardless of what you are going through, is your faith being strengthened or weakened? And lastly, will your faith persevere until the end? Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and his victorious resurrection from the grave. Because of his resurrection, every single one of us can have hope. God, we can have hope for now, and we can have hope for tomorrow, and we can have hope for the future, God. Yes, trials come. Yes, difficulties come, God. But let us persevere past the trials with persevering faith to believe from today until the day we die in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that offers us hope. And so we love you and we thank you and we ask all of this in the victorious name of your son Jesus.